the place for talk on the Internet. This is TalkZone.com. TalkZone.com. Hello, world, and welcome to Your Competitive Advantage, a mentoring success group radio broadcast coming to you directly from our studios in Detroit, Michigan. My name is Tom Tubergen, and I'm your host. A bit later in the show today, we're going to be talking with Brett Phoebus, CEO of InSource Logistics, about negotiating with your shipper to achieve a competitive advantage. But it's a real pleasure to introduce our first guest this morning. In addition to being a personal friend of mine, Steve Hill is the 2008 president of the Motor City Information Systems Security Association. Steve works at Semantic Corporation, where he's the senior territory account manager for the Great Lakes region. Prior to coming to Semantic, Steve was the central region sales director at Recourse Technologies. He was the regional vice president at Computer Associates and Vice President of Worldwide Channel Sales for Citadel Security Software, which is now part of McAfee. Steve joins us today to talk about keeping our confidential information confidential in a connected world. Well, Steve, welcome, and uh, looking forward to talking with you today about the uh, the security issues for my business and my e-commerce website, and uh, the issues about protecting my company information in a connected world. So is uh, Internet security a topic that only the big, high-profile companies need to worry about? Oh, absolutely not, Tom. Uh, it's, uh, it's long been thought uh, in smaller business that they can have uh, what's called uh, security by obscurity and that uh, companies that are smaller are not targets uh, because uh, hackers are, you know, only interested in the big fish, but that's simply not true at all. And and that sort of thought really uh, puts you in a vulnerable state. So, what are some of the threats to my website specifically, and what kind of implications are they going to have for me and for my clients? Well, there are a number of different uh, threats that you have when you look at a website. Uh, first and foremost, when when you put up a website. You advertise to the world, and that's a great thing when you're trying to sell a product or a service to get your name out there and talk about your company. Unfortunately, you're also putting forth quite a lot of information about your company. Some some information is readily apparent and uh, can be used uh, for industrial ex- uh, espionage, so you can have um, uh, your competitors knowing everything that you do, so to speak. Uh, that's a little bit scary. The other thing is is that you broadcast some information that's not readily available to the casual viewer, but it is to people who might do you harm. So uh, your pages actually can be um, interrogated by software, determine your IP addresses, uh, the schema that you use for your email, how you connect to the Internet. You, you broadcast all of those sort of under the covers. And so you have those kinds of issues. Uh, then if your web is used as a store, if you sell things on, on the website, you need to have ample security for that. There's a uh, threat called SQL injection, which uh, you know sounds ominous, and it is. Uh, people can actually look at your website and determine how your store works, and they can inject SQL database code and actually change your prices. So there was a situation back a number of years ago where those uh, those little scooters uh, came out, the, the one-man scooter that goes for about... The Segway. Segway. I was trying to remember the name. Thank you, Tom. And uh, uh, 
people went on to some websites and changed the price through SQL injection from $4,000 to $400, and they bought a bunch of those segways and uh, at $400, and there was n- there was no recourse because there was no way to prove that that wasn't simply a pricing error internal to the company. So how did I miss that sale? Well, I don't know either. Uh, I had a had a gentleman come to our uh, our ISSA chapter, uh, ISSA is the uh, Information System Security Association, of which I'm uh, president of the Motor City chapter, and we had a gentleman come and show us how SQL injection worked, and it was December, and uh, I thanked him for helping us with our Christmas shopping. Uh, but, uh, you know, a little bit of a joke, but it's no joke when somebody rips you off, that's for sure. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So, in a nutshell, this uh, SQL injection uh, process, how did they get access to your website to be able to manipulate that kind of thing? Well, you know, it's a, it's an interesting thing, but if um, if you launch into a website, you can click on show codes, and people can look at those codes and they can determine which of only three or four ways um, that are common for people to publish their website and how to run their web store. And so they literally download your page, they make the adjustments uh, that they want to make, and then they upload your page into the SQL database that you use to store all of your information for your store. And they've replaced your page. So... There are security ramifications in running a store, and anybody that pops up a store that doesn't engage a security professional is really playing Russian roulette with their business. So if you have an e-commerce site uh, that's on your own server and you're running your own software, they're really vulnerable to this type of uh, malicious activity. They absolutely are. I had a, uh, a customer that does a little bit over a billion dollars, in um, web transactions, and our consultants worked with them uh, for, oh, about two or three weeks. We did line-by-line code review just to ensure that that particular company uh, was not vulnerable to not only SQL injection but a lot of other attacks that are uh, equally as uh, equally as damaging and probably more difficult to face. Now, I don't want to scare people into not doing uh, their business on the internet. That's, that's not my purpose at all. And depending on what you do and how you do it, there are security engagements that you can have with a professional that will scale to whatever size business that you have. So it's not something that you need to be afraid of and it's not a cost prohibitive measure. Yeah, and that's what we're trying to do here is trying to boil this all down into what is it that you need to know and why is this important to you? So those are kind of the two questions we're attempting to uh, boil this whole discussion down into. Um, How does this all translate down into a company that might be a small to a medium-sized business? What sort of iterations of this? uh, And I guess maybe another way of asking the question is, how does their website flag to a malicious person that, hey, this one's right for the picking? What sort of things do they pick up on? Just the fact that they got a website? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, When you project yourself out onto the Internet, and this is whether you have a website or not, you, you put things out there that people can scan. Uh, you go uh, you go online at another website, and certainly we have people that uh, uh, they've heard of phishing and uh, farming, both spelled with ths instead of of f's, 
and by by virtue of going out you have people who can learn certain things about you and then they can come back with certain scanning tools and those tools uh, will scan for open ports in your firewall whether it's a desktop firewall or whether it's a, an enterprise firewall at your gateway and they will determine what services are running on those ports and then by um, by virtue of knowing what services are running, they find vulnerable services. And then they are able to exploit those vulnerabilities and gain access to, to your servers or to your desktops. Uh, you've, you've probably heard, Tom, about bots. Um, bots are uh, effectively cyber robots, and they're just short. Uh, sometimes they're called zombies. But uh, the big scary thing nowadays uh, coming down are bot networks, people who write these little bots, uh, and what they are are little pieces of code. They're little programs. And uh, they find different ways through spyware, through spam, through surfing, different ways to get those onto your uh, desktop or onto your server. And then they can execute that code and run that program uh, to whatever its intent is. Sometimes it's to steal information. Sometimes it is to... um, actually use your resources, your computer, uh, as a man in the middle to, to fake what or mask what they're doing and so to attack other other computers unbeknownst to you, this can all go on underneath the covers. So that brings me to the next thing and, and that is is liability issues. Maybe they don't steal from you, but they use you to steal from somebody else or to damage somebody somebody else. And then when you get the uh, the knock on the door from the FBI uh, there you are, uh, totally surprised that your resources have been used to, to damage someone else. And if you're a um, um, commercial enterprise, you're, you're putting your whole business at risk. So, uh, again, I, I hesitate to, um, to, to get too deep into that, and I don't want to sound scary. It's forewarned is forearmed, and we have very good controls and very good solutions to protect, but you just can't run uh, in a naked uh, zone out there and and think that you can be uh, hid by your obscurity just because you're you're a little guy. Right. So you mentioned briefly uh, e-commerce type websites and the uh, online stores. Is there any additional or uh, a unique security requirement for these stores over and beyond a normal, regular website? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, whatever you it, when you run interactive programs on your website, so I have a website that's just a personal website for friends and family, and people can view it. But there isn't anything that they can really do with it. I'm not accepting credit card numbers. I don't have goods for sale. Uh, I'm I'm not transacting any B2B business where I uh, um, maybe I. I have access to your inventory, and I'm able to buy from you electronically and uh, and then maybe sell uh, what I buy from you or, or use parts that I buy from you into something that I make and sell to someone else. Um, but that becomes an issue if I do do something like that because not only am I being insecure and not uh, protecting my own uh, enterprise, but if I've got a business relationship, say, with you, Tom, and you and I have trusted relationships that are set up between our enterprises, if somebody gains control of me, they might gain control of you. So there are 
uh, liability issues as well as uh, just uh, the general risk to, to theft or, or loss. So just briefly, if I have an e-commerce store and it's running on a platform of a hosted provider like, say, Yahoo or one of the other big uh, e-commerce providers, uh, and let's say I use some someone uh, to process payments like PayPal, what sort of issues still remain for me at that point? Well, generally with uh, providers that are reputable, deep pockets, Providers like Yahoo or something like that, you're going to have uh, what they call an SLA, a service level agreement. And they agree to provide certain services for you uh, at certain uh, levels of service and, and guarantee those levels and a certain amount of security that they will provide for you to protect you and to protect them. And so whenever you deal with someone, one of the things that you want to know about is the security and uh, uh, once once that's pretty well handled between them and, and with PayPal, and they have pretty good security with that, they'll give you some best practices. They'll tell you there are certain things that uh, you need to do to protect yourself and don't do certain things to protect yourself. Uh, but we provide this, uh, this baseline. So that just kind of comes back to, okay, so I'm secure between um, Yahoo and me, but as soon as it gets to me, how, how secure am I? So it's important to uh, come back to that, keep your own house in order, be secure on your own house. All right, Steve, we need to pause here briefly for a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion of information security. So if you'd like to contact Steve directly, you can go to our show page and you'll find his profile and his contact information at TalkZone.com. You're listening to the Mentoring Success Group Radio Network, sponsored by TopSportSupplies.com. Remember, it's your adventure. Now is the time of year to begin planning your outdoor expeditions for the coming summer season. While you're at it, don't forget to visit www.TopSportSupplies.com. Whether you're planning an expedition in a wilderness area or an adventure to a remote corner of your backyard, Top Sport Supplies has over 19,000 tents, backpacks, apparel, binoculars, hunting equipment, camping, and outdoor gear in stock. Best of all, you can shop from the comfort and the convenience of your home or desk. TopSportSupplies.com offers free shipping within the U.S. for every order over $50. TopSportSupplies.com, it's your adventure. Do you feel like your business is running you right into the ground? Do you always seem to have more questions than answers? Every month, the Business Performance Analysis Engine at www.MentoringSuccessGroup.com asks you a series of detailed questions about every aspect of your business. Your answers are carefully calculated and compared against your competitors, and you get a confidential diagnostic report that shows you where your strengths are. Specific weaknesses and business issues are prioritized for you to focus on during the following month. We compare your performance to your peers and your competitors from around the world. And now, exclusively for our listening audience, you can get half off of our regular monthly subscription rate. 
Simply use the code RADIO when you sign up, and we'll take half off of the monthly subscription rate. www.mentoringsuccessgroup.com